we return to the COVID-19 uh, pandemic and crisis. A lot of people are thinking, well, um, we've reached the end of the road. There's, you know, there's hope that states are opening up. Um, the United States is on track to vaccinate half of all adults by the weekend with at least one COVID-19 shot, according to a White House advisor. Um, and the Biden administration has set the goal for every state to open vaccination to all adults who want them by April 19th, um, which is, uh, some are saying, are easier as the supply and accessibility of vaccines increases. However, uh, meanwhile, we see that although the number of cases have uh, dropped, right, um, that we're now seeing a disturbing rise in cases, particularly um, in five states where there is a spike uh, going on in, um, in um, New York, New Jersey, Michigan, Florida, and Pennsylvania. And FEMA has also stepped up a program to reach communities of color hardest hit by the pandemic. Uh, due to historical mistreatment of indigenous and black people by the healthcare industry, including past government policies, there is, there still remains a hesitancy among some of those communities to get vaccinated. But let us go to a couple of clips. First, we'll hear what uh, President Biden has had to say, and then uh, what some healthcare workers in Michigan have to say about what's going on. Over the, no later than April 19th, in every part of this country, every adult over the age of 18, 18 or older will be eligible to be vaccinated. I understand that people may find it confusing that the vaccination program is saving tens of thousands of lives, but the pandemic remains dangerous. Let me explain it in a single word. Time. Time. Even moving at the record speed we're moving at, we're not even halfway through vaccinating over 300 million Americans. This is going to take time. The virus is spreading because we have too many people who, seeing the end in sight, think we're at the finish line already. But let me be deadly earnest with you. We aren't at the finish line. We still have a lot of work to do. We're not to where we were back in November, December, but I would say that the um, the rate of increase seems more drastic than it did back then. At Lansing's Sparrow Health System, COVID-19 admissions have risen 600% in a month. So we're trying to see where we can pull extra staff from. The hospital had disbanded its COVID incident command center with cases piling up. They've reestablished it. In December, we had a high of close to 150 patients. Right now, we have 95 and at the rate it's going, if it doesn't abate, we'll be at 150 patients in 15 days. 15 days? Yes. And do you know where the top of the, the we curve We do not is? know where the top of the curve is. Yeah. Dr. Justin Skrzynski specializes in caring for patients with COVID at Beaumont Health Royal Oak, part of the largest healthcare system in Michigan. COVID tests of some patients sent for DNA analysis indicate a worrying sign. A sharp increase in the new, more contagious, possibly more lethal B117 variant. 22 years a registered nurse? Yes. How hard has the last year been? Harder. Why? People are dying. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why is this so hard to talk about? Because I just saw it yesterday. What did you see? 
The weight of so much sickness and death, that burden getting only heavier. All righty, I'd like to welcome our guest, uh, Latandra Hopes, Media Relations Specialist for the Federal Emergency Management Agency, uh, known as FEMA. Uh, Latandra, I hope I, I got your name right there. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me on. All righty. So tell us a bit about what you are doing, because you are out there trying to save lives as part of what the Biden administration is doing. And I know that there there are listeners in Southern California, but also Sojourner Truth listeners across the country who are people of color who are, you know, maybe a bit hesitancy. They think of what happened with a Tuskegee experiment, um, the inequality in, in health care, and generally the feeling that, you know, the for some for reasons that you and I likely know, that there have been uh, past practices that have been problematic, and therefore they are hesitant uh, to get this COVID uh, vaccine. Uh, Latanya, what what do you say to those people? I think the key word that you honed on honed in on was past practices. This is a new day in a new era. We have a president that is using a whole government approach. Um, we are here at the request of the governor of California, and we are working with um, partner agencies for Cal OES. And what we're doing is we're providing vaccinations in some of the hardest-hit communities. Um, matter of fact, we have provided over 300,000 vaccinations within the time frame that we've been here. This is a federally funded program. It's a pilot program, the first in the nation. And the inclusion means that we are making sure that anybody that wants a vaccination will have the opportunity to get one. Right. And for people who are listening out there now, uh, perhaps right now you are based in Southern California. That is um, your area, right? But we want this message also for people all across the country because you couldn't help, uh, Latanya, to be emotional listening to healthcare workers talking about in one hospital in Michigan, a 600% uh, rise in COVID cases, a nurse weeping about the, the deaths that are beginning to spread. Spike. So, uh, you know, some people are kind of resting on their laurels and saying, well, the, you know, there are a lot of vaccines being given out, et cetera. And, uh, you know, perhaps we could skip uh, getting one um, because things seem to be dying down in terms of the impact of, of the virus. But, um, you know, your response to that and for people who now want to be vaccinated, what should they do? Tanya. I like the fact that you said that there are people that want to be vaccinated because it eliminates um, the thought that there may be hesitancy. There are a lot of people that have become proactive. As you continue to work to get vaccinated, we're looking to continue to build herd immunity. And with each person that gets vaccinated and continues to be vigilant, continue with hand washing, continuing wearing your mask, continuing with six feet of distancing. Um, those things will help us to continue to fight to the end. And what we want to make sure is that if there is support that's needed, that you would check with the CDC, check with your local agencies to find out if there's anything else that you can do. Um, as you mentioned, this message is for people that are not just here in Los Angeles. 
that are participating in the pilot program. This is for people in small town USA. This is something that we're doing as a whole community, a whole government approach, and it's going to take each and every person um, to stand vigilantly to make sure that we are able to overcome this. Right. And uh, also, there is the the one shot, the Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccine out now. We know Pfizer and Moderna, the, those are the, the two shots. And some people are saying, well, the Johnson & Johnson, the, the, in developing their vaccine, they use the much more traditional methods of creating the vaccine as previous uh, vaccines. So is the Johnson & Johnson, uh, the one shot uh, vaccine, something that uh, you all are now encouraging uh, people to get? Not that you're discouraging people from the other vaccines, but uh, just finally tell us a little about that. And also, if people want to participate or find out about your pilot program, what they should do, Tanya hopes. So we call Johnson & Johnson the one, the one and done shot. But any vaccination that you can get is a good vaccination. And the reason why is because all of the vaccinations are over 80% effective. When you think about the fact that the vaccination provides you with a defense that keeps you out of the hospital and prevents death, any vaccination will do for the reasonable person. So what we would usually do is provide you with information about the shots that we're providing. We started off with Pfizer at the pilot program that we're currently continuing to work through. We've now transitioned and we're using Johnson & Johnson and what we found, again, is that there is no hesitancy. People are being proactive. They're getting to the website. They're calling the phone numbers, and they're getting in line. And the goal for the program, um, the cliche that we use is that we're not helping people get ahead of the line. We're just merely helping them get in line to get this vaccination. And I think that when you use the, the Johnson & Johnson, you do the one and done. It's highly effective in getting people in and getting them out. They don't have to return for a second shot. Right. Okay. Well, on that note, um, you know, we certainly hope people will continue to wear their masks, continue to wash their hands. I'm sure you will agree and, and take every uh, precaution. But we want to thank you, uh, Latanya Hopes, uh, for your efforts in this particular uh, pilot program trying to reach especially hard-hit communities. Thank you so very much for joining us.